Welcome to Happy Inside, it's Michelle here, bringing you 10 years of clinical experience in gut-focused therapy and embodied psychotherapy. We're talking about the behavioural and psychological aspects of gut disorders, chronic conditions, chronic stress and anxiety. All those conversations you've been waiting to have are happening here. record these podcasts, often there's a theme that I've seen in my clinic, uh, something that's quite prevalent, really poignant, uh, that many people are struggling with. So I suppose I figure that if my clients are struggling with this particular topic or hurdle in their life, then it's likely that you are struggling with that as well. So that's how I often determine um, what the subject of these podcasts will be. Today, I want to piggyback on that and talk about meditation. I've been talking a lot about meditation recently, and I've just been digging into what meditation is. I find um, that there is, I think, a misconception about what meditation is or what the objective of meditation is. And I have done a previous podcast on this maybe many years ago. I'd have to look it up. And, of course, through the progression of my work and uh, my personal growth and my professional growth, then there is always more to add. There's more dimensions. There's more clarity that comes with that. So this is like... um, a refresher, I suppose, with all the latest and greatest understandings from my perspective around meditation. I want to start with the word meditation because I love the thesaurus, right? I It's an app that I have available to me. I probably use the thesaurus five days a week. I just love looking up um, definitions and relevance of words and and therefore finding words that are most relevant uh, to what it is I want to express or feel or experience or talk about. So I looked up actually the word meditation and I don't think it fits <laughs> with what the process of meditation is. I'm really happy to hear from you guys as well um, what you think about this, but let's just look at what the definition of meditation is in a dictionary. It's continued or extended thought, reflection, and contemplation. The thesaurus gives it these relative words, introspection, reflection, rumination, self-examination, deep thought, pondering, quiet time. Now, here's what I want to share. Look, meditation is really about quietening those things down. 
continued or extended thought and reflection and contemplation or rumination and self-examination and deep thought, I'm pretty sure that my experience and what I've heard from you is that that's what you're stuck in. (laughs) That's what you're trying to move away from and get some stillness and peace from instead of doing more of that. So I, I feel like the word meditation doesn't fit, but I found some other words that fit which is actually the title of today's podcast episode, Conscious Stillness. So let's have a look at what each of those words mean and see whether it is more relevant to the experience that you're attempting to have. So here's the definition of conscious. Awareness of one's own existence, sensations, thoughts, surroundings, etc. Fully aware of. Having the mental faculties fully active. Aware of what one is doing. Deliberate, intentional. And then if we look at the definition of stillness, it is this. Silence, quiet, hush. The absence of motion. And the thesaurus says calmness. Hush, serenity, tranquility, quiet, and peace. Now, I don't know about you, but I am always seeking those. (laughs) And I've practiced meditation for a long, long, long time. And those words are my experience. I experience a calmness and a quietness and peacefulness and tranquility when I'm meditating. And really, that is the objective. That's what we are attempting to do. We are bringing stillness to thought. So that definition of the absence of motion, that can be the absence of motion in body, but also the absence of motion or action in mind. And that's our objective, is to slow those thoughts that are ruminative and deep and (laughs) extended and continued. And look, not, you know, there is some resistance, I think, to the word meditation. And now I'm seeing why, maybe. If the word doesn't fit, then it doesn't fit. And look, I know, meditation is difficult. And that is often the reason people have a resistance to it. Um, It's not actually meditation itself. It's what goes on in your mind. It's the awareness that you have of your own mind and how you perceive that, how you relate to what's going on in your mind that determines whether Uh, you find ease in the practice or whether you struggle. So there's some really important points that I'd like to make about meditation or conscious stillness, we can begin to call it. Because I want to set you up for success. I want to give you the greatest experience that you can have with the most ease and the greatest benefit, which means Going into the practice of conscious stillness 
with the right objective. If you went into conscious stillness or meditation with the idea that I must stop my mind and if I can't stop my mind, then I failed. Well, you're going to feel like you failed because we can't stop our mind. We can slow down the processes and we can be aware of the processes and we can uh, give ourselves some space and not identify with the thought processes in our mind. And by doing that, we bring a sense of that stillness and peace and calmness and ease within us. So I guess that's the first piece to know about meditation or conscious stillness is that we're not flogging and whipping the mind into no thoughts at all. You're going to have a terrible experience if that's what you go into it with. So if that is not what we're doing, then what are we doing and how are we doing it? When we choose to come into conscious stillness or meditation, then we are inviting our mind to come and rest on a point of focus so that we can facilitate that stillness. That's slowing down. And the point of focus is there for our mind to rest against. Because our mind is electrical activity. It is pinging constantly. <laughs> In fact, one of the reasons for conscious stillness and meditation is for us to bring awareness to our mind, to the processes of our mind, to what it does. Because when we are busy during our day, you know, we're driving in the car and making a phone call at the same time or we're planning dinner or running late for somewhere and we're multitasking and organizing all kinds of things, then we're actually not aware of our mind. We become really identified with our mind. We become our mind. It pulls us away into every single thought process that it's having and we, we lose our grounding and our footing in this present moment. So in conscious stillness and meditation, we practice having awareness of our mind and witnessing and observing what the processes of the mind are. So we can almost, in that witnessing state, in that observation, we aren't in our mind. We are here and we are witnessing our mind. So there's a space between us and the processes of the mind. And in that witnessing of the mind, we are able to see what the mind does that we can't see when we're busy in our daily lives. It's not until we come into a conscious stillness that we're able to say, wow, 
my mind, it runs off to so many different places and its thought processes are incredibly fast. And maybe it's chaotic or erratic or ruminative. It's important that we begin to see how our mind functions. And it's only when we invite our mind to rest against our breath, our awareness to rest there, that we have the contrast to see when our awareness is pulled away into processes of the mind. We become aware in that moment that our awareness is pulled away and that's a moment of awareness. And this is the difference, this piece here. It is very common for people new to meditation who are embarking on a practice and especially when that's not done with a skilled teacher to become frustrated and upset and annoyed when you notice that your mind has wandered off or that your mind has pulled your awareness away. It's really easy to get caught in thoughts and dialogue that sound like, oh, I'm, I can't do this, there's something wrong with my mind, I'm really bad at meditation, um, you know, I, I don't like myself, um, and, re- remind, and down you go, right, in this spiral, reminding you of all the things that you're unhappy about with yourself. <laughs> and it probably becomes less relevant towards the end. You know, you end up um, very quickly in a dialogue that's full of judgment and criticism and negativity. And at that point, you'll decide, I'm not doing meditation anymore. That's a really common and unfortunate experience uh, because that is not the experience that meditation or conscious stillness is offering. It is not for you to go into dialogue and self-judgments and self-criticism. In fact, that is the opposite of the objective of meditation. So what happens at this point is really critical. When you are focusing your awareness on your breath, for example, or counting the breath, And you might become aware, it might be a minute later, it might be a couple of minutes later, that your mind is off thinking about other things. And when you become aware of that, that's to be celebrated because that is a moment of awareness. You've done well. That is the objective of meditation, to become aware of the processes of your mind. So you recognize, oh, I had placed my awareness here on my breath and I'm not sure where I went, but suddenly I can recognize that my mind 
has pulled my awareness away into thoughts. And that's to be celebrated. So in that moment, you can be proud of yourself when you become aware that your mind is elsewhere or that your attention is being pulled away into the processes of the mind. And all you do in that moment is pause. There's no dialogue. You don't go into analysis about where uh, your attention was or how long your attention was pulled away into the processes of the mind or even into the content of what your mind was thinking about. You just pause there. It's like you put a full stop. And then you bring your awareness back to your breath. And you start again. And you do that over and over. Because your mind will pull your attention away. That's what it does. That's what it has had free reign to do for all these years. So it's not going to stop that straight away just because you've asked it to come and rest against your breath or a point of focus. It's still going to do what it knows to do, what it's kind of wired and fired to do. So we need to be gentle. Gentle with the mind. We're just observing. We're witnessing. So we're observing the breath and we're observing the processes of the mind. We're coming back to the breath. We're asking the mind to come and rest here against the breath. Come into stillness with me as I sit or lay here in stillness. Now, what happens when we do this repetitively is that we increase our awareness of the processes of the mind. We also increase our capacity and the length of time we can rest our full awareness on the breath. And we shorten the amount of time that our mind pulls our awareness away. So what you'll find as you start meditation, as you progress through, is that you will begin to observe and notice the processes of your mind and when your mind pulls your attention away more and more. It'll seem like it's happening more frequently. And if you don't know that that is a positive result, you may perceive that as I'm doing it wrong. I'm bad at meditation. I seem to be thinking more and more rather than less and less. (laughs) But actually it's that your awareness is increasing. And that's positive. That's what we want to see. So there will come a time when that will happen. 
And if you know that that's going to happen, then you don't need to worry about it. In fact, you can go into that with the right perspective. So we're essentially training the mind, training your neurology uh, to come and rest, to sit still <laughs> like a naughty child, <laughs> to come and sit still. The reason why this is important for you, well, there's many reasons. One is when we identify with what goes on in our mind, as in we get lost in all the thoughts, we believe all the thoughts that the mind has, and if those thoughts are stress-producing, well, then we experience that. Every thought we have that's positive or negative activates a kind of neurochemical response in our body. We feel it. We experience it. It's going to affect our nervous system in some way. It's either going to you know, activate us into the stress response, the sympathetic nervous system state, or help us down-regulate into a parasympathetic relaxation response. So we know that across the world, in general, in society, that we have a lot of input, that we're overwhelmed, we're stressed, that the mind is completely overwhelmed. There are too many processes happening in the mind. And we feel that and experience that as things like uh, stress and anxiety and depression and tension in our body and physical ailments and sickness. So the objective here in conscious stillness is to quiet the mind and the body and the nervous system consciously because we are slowing down how many thought processes are there. So when we slow down those processes, then we don't have as much activation in our nervous system. And then we come into a kind of neutral place. And if you have experienced um, you know, what meditation brings, as in if you've had glimpses even of the experience, you'll know that even in those glimpses there is a stillness, there's a contentment, uh, there's a real peacefulness that's there. And so we are looking to extend that. We are looking to bring the mind to rest against the breath so that we can give it a point of focus and we can slow down those processes and activate that stillness and peacefulness and down regulation in our nervous system. And we know that whenever we do that, then we have a positive effect on digestive processes because your digestive tract is directly linked to your nervous system and the digestive processes 
are affected when there's stress within you, when that nervous system is in a stress state. So not only do you begin to receive those benefits during your conscious stillness or meditation practice, but you then begin to take that practice into your day. You become more of a, aware of your awareness, um, of the processes in your mind throughout your day as you're moving through. And you create more space so that you're not in your thoughts and reacting to your thoughts, but instead you are aware of your thoughts and witnessing them. Because when you create that kind of space, you then have a choice about how to respond. So life starts to look different. There's less fear. There's less anxiety. There's less ruminating thoughts. There's less criticism and judgments because now you're more aware of your mind and the processes and the places that it goes. And you have greater agency over your mind. You get to choose where your attention is rather than feeling like you have no choice. The mouth, the mind is so powerful. Look, I can remember times in my life when I had no agency over my mind whatsoever and I felt completely helpless and hopeless and overwhelmed and stuck. How was I ever going to move through this if I couldn't get away from myself? I remember that was my language. I can't get away from myself. But we can. And it's not that we're getting away from ourselves anyway. It's that we're not over-identifying with the thought processes in the mind. And in not over-identifying with them, we can witness them, but we can also choose not to engage in them. That's where your power is. And that is what meditation and conscious stillness is about. And, of course, there are so many benefits, so many. Um, you know, you're going to become more gentle and self-compassionate because you won't be whipping yourself. You'll be going into conscious stillness and meditation with a gentle perspective and objective, one that is just about presence because in presence we don't have all that dialogue. We don't bring our history. We don't ruminate about the future. None of that exists when you're in conscious stillness. So it's actually really kind practice to give yourself. And meditation is like this umbrella resolution. So if you find that you have all these little hurdles and problems and difficulties and struggles and crises in your life and you're trying to put out, you know, one spot fire to the next, to the next, to the next. The 
meditation or conscious stillness is like an umbrella that, you know, covers all of those things. So to start building a practice in your life is going to start bringing benefit to all those little difficulties that you're having. And meditation takes time. You know, I recommend that you do a meditation practice almost daily for three months before you make a considered decision about whether it's beneficial for you. It takes a while to build the practice of meditation in and for those benefits to be felt and experienced in your life. However, the benefits far outweigh what you can get anywhere else. You really do have to put in the time and the attention and the commitment and those rewards will far outweigh what you give to it. I read a quote recently about yoga which also applies to meditation or conscious stillness and it said, yoga doesn't take time, it gives time. Before you practice, before you are well skilled at a meditation practice, then, and if you are time deprived because of your choices and how you use your time, then it can feel like that. It can feel a nuisance. I don't have time to give to it. This is taking away time that I could be doing other things or time that I need to use to attend to X, Y, Z. It's only through experiencing it that you'll see that that quote is true, that meditation doesn't take time, it gives time. It creates so much space within you, space within the mind, space within your body, space in your awareness, space in your reactions, space in your choices and your actions. So much space it has to offer, not just for the 20, 30, 40 minutes that you're sitting on a cushion or laying down, but for all the hours across your day, so long as you can maintain that awareness. And speaking of sitting or laying down, there are many ways or postures that you can be in for your practice. I urge you to try them out, to see what works best for you. I was trained to sit in a seated posture and I struggled with that for years and decades, actually. (laughs) I've been meditating for about 17 years now Um, and I would say 15 of those years I've been meditating on the cushion and 15 of those years I've been stiff and sore in my shoulders and my neck. Because of my postural habits and the alignment of my body, that sitting on a meditation cushion cross-legged, even though 
I can find a comfortable aligned position, it still has an impact on my neck and shoulders. So I lie down. I lie on my back with my knees bent to support my lower back. Because whilst I learnt at the beginning of my meditation practice how to sit with pain and aches and discomfort in my body, which is an important practice, I now, well, don't need to practice that anymore. (laughs) So I lie down. I let my body be in a real state of ease so that I can bring my mind into a state of ease. So I urge you to try it out, to practice what works for you, to not be so rigid, to have some flexibility, which really is what meditation is seeking to give you as well in your life. So I hope that this episode has given you a different insight and idea about meditation or what I will try from now on to call conscious stillness. Which one do you like better? Which one feels more at ease or aligned in your body as you say them? Is it meditation? And what associations do you make with that? Or is it conscious stillness? And what associations do you make with that? I know in my body, when I say the words conscious stillness, I get an immediate softening. My muscles relax, my nervous system softens. I feel an opening and expansion throughout my body. I feel a sense of ease and peace. And I'm not even doing any conscious stillness yet. (laughs) That's just through the words. So I think words are really relevant, uh, that we need to use the correct terminology to describe what your experience is or what the objective of your experience is. I facilitate conscious stillness in all of my sessions. As a psychotherapist, an embodied psychotherapist, and a gut-focused therapist, all my practices and all of our therapy is done in a dynamic way, which starts with conscious stillness. And where I facilitate conscious stillness in all those aspects of you, your body, your mind, your emotions. And that's where the insight comes, is when we come and listen to what's happening within you, when we slow down the chaos and the fogginess that's in the mind. And we come into the rest of you. So if you want to learn and have the experiences, I'm here for that. I can absolutely help you. I love giving these shout outs. It's so exciting. You write to me, you do this like lovely review and I think, wow, I want to share this with other people. It's just so nice that you took the time to 
write about your experience and your words. So I've got a shout out to somebody who wrote to me on the Apple Podcasts app, uh, left a review there. I find listening to Michelle so calming. I've had her app for some time now and I've only recently begun listening to her podcasts. Her conversational manner and caring suggestions are so heartfelt. You can imagine sitting with a cuppa chatting with her as a trusted friend. Love these podcasts and I'm starting to listen to them all over again. Thanks, Michelle. Oh, thank you. The name on here is Anxiety. Thank you so much um, for writing those words. They really mean a lot to me and um, I'm just so pleased to hear that it feels really genuine and and trusting um, and safe for you. And that's really what I want to achieve, you know, for everybody to feel that way because you're not alone. Um, you're having an experience that can feel so lonely um, and I'm here. I know about it. I'm here to hear you, to listen to you, to do my best to bring benefit to you through these podcasts. So if you're listening, please pop a review on somewhere. I'll do a shout out for you as well. But I love to hear your words. These really light me up so much. And if you want to make contact with me any other way, you can head to my website, happyinside.com.au where you'll find links to everything, to the app, the podcast, um, the one-on-one consultations with me, which of course are the very best way um, to receive benefit. Uh, And, you know, I work online across the world. So um, you can, you know, chat with me from the comfort of your lounge room or your bedroom with your pet beside you. I'm, I'm literally just a click away.